0: Welcome to the Script Bits Podcast for Saturday, 30th April, 2022. Our bit today comes from Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, which says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Saturday, at long last Saturday, and no work to go to, That means no traffic to fight, no annoying co-workers or ignorant bosses to put up with. Blessed be Saturday. And the weather seems good too, sunny and getting warmer. So all in all, we seem to be in for a fine Saturday. But let's get right to what we do here on Saturdays now. That's review the quotes our friend Anselm sends us in the past week to see how they fit into our christian walk of faith and the first one makes this dramatic statement where there is love there is life now i guess that's quite true if you take it in the context that god is love right john says it quite clearly in his first epistle and you can find that in first john for it and if we recognize that God is also the giver of life as the good book good book tells us where it says and the lord god formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul and that comes from genesis 2:7 therefore under those circumstances where there is the love of god the possibility of life seriously abounds. (laughs) Uh, And the next quote imparts much wisdom too, when it says, wise men speak because they have something to say, fools because they have to say something. And that's also true, my people. And we have several warnings on that subject from Cousin Saul, both as the Proverbs writer and the preacher. Listen up here as he says in Proverbs, The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion or legacy of fools. And that comes from Proverbs 3.35. And also from Proverbs we have, A fool uttereth all his mind that vents all his feelings, but a wise man keepeth it in, holds it back till afterward. And that comes from Proverbs 29, 11. But then there are these marvelous words of Cousin Saul as the preacher in Ecclesiastes. And he says, Be not rash with thy mouth, and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven, and thou upon the earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, that's effort or activity. And a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. And we find that in Ecclesiastes 5 verses 2 to 3. And it couldn't be any put any clearer than that, friends. Fools are known by their many words. And that takes us right back to Proverbs, where it says that even a fool when he holdeth his peace, that keeps silent is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding, is considered wise. And you can find that in Proverbs seventeen twenty-eight. Now, that segues very nicely into the next quote, which says, false words are not only evil in themselves, but they infect the soul with evil. And that's gospel truth, my brethren. And Cousin Saul also has a lot of wise sayings on that subject. Amongst them being these, Bread of deceit, or bread gained by deceit, is sweet to a man, but afterward his mouth shall be filled with gravel. And that comes from Proverbs twenty seventeen. Yes. Whatever we gain through deceitful means usually turns sour on us afterwards and telling us that deceitful methods don't pay. Then there is this. Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. And that comes from Proverbs 19.1. And this one takes the cake, my people, it says, death and life are the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. For my people, nowadays we talk so much, and talk so much foolishness, talk about stuff that we know nothing about, that there's a lot to come back as a boomerang and bite us in the rear. So that's why our enemy, the devil, Satan, Beelzebub, whatever you choose to call him, deals in false words, in lies and deceits. He wants to infect our souls with evil. He wants to turn us away from Jesus, away from the straight and narrow path that leads to eternal life. Instead, to follow his evil and ungodly, wide and destructive path that leads to death and damnation. And that's why Jesus describes him as the thief that cometh not, but to or except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Meanwhile, he says, "I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly." And we all know that comes from John 10:10. And remember now too that Jesus only deals in truth, not falsehood. That's why he could confidently say to the disciples, if ye continue or abide in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And we know that comes from John 8.32. My fellow saints, truth is the elixir of our very existence, and it only comes from Jesus. Because he is the very personification of the word, and that brings us to this next quote. Excellence is not a gift, but a skill that takes practice. We do not act rightly because we are excellent. In fact, we achieve excellence by acting rightly. Mamma mia! How right that is. We are not naturally or automatically excellent at anything. Like everything in this life, we only become good or excellent by practice. As the old saying goes, practice makes perfect. And as a Christian, a believer in Christ Jesus, it's of the utmost importance that we become excellent in all aspects of lives. All aspects of life, my people, Just like he is excellent, he expects it of his followers. For an organization is only as good as its weakest link. And we can only become excellent followers of Jesus if we live right, live the way that he desires of us. The same thing goes for the enemy. We can live excellently for him if we faithfully practiced evil. But in whatever it is, we will never become excellent unless and until we keep doing it over and over. And this last quote is also an eye-opener. It says, love has nothing to do with what you are expecting to get, only with what you are expecting to give, which is everything. And as followers of Jesus, We are expected to give a lot, but in so doing, we also receive a lot from our Lord and Savior. He sacrificed his sinless life for us on the cross of Calvary, bringing forgiveness forgiveness of sins, reconciliation to God, salvation, and eternal life to anyone who sincerely believes in him. So, when he says, It is more blessed to give than to receive, which you can find in Acts 20-35. He knows a whole lot about giving. And it's interesting to note for the scholars that here alone is a quotation from Christ that is not recorded in the Gospels. Can you imagine an important pronouncement like that not being recorded by any of the Gospel writers? It makes you wonder if it's true at all, but there's no doubt about it because Jesus was all about giving, all about sacrificing without looking for for any rewards. And so ought we to be as loyal and true followers. So friends, let's go home today on this sunny Saturday morning, the last day of April 22, with such a joy in our hearts from all the wonderful things that we've received from Jesus, that we now want to share it all very generously with those around us. And that's the good life, my people, the abundant life Christ died for us to have, sharing with other people. Much love. And the postscript for today says, Joyful giving expresses our happiness and contentment found in the promises of God. And that's the gospel truth. We become happy and contented when we believe the promises of God and we live through them because God keeps all his promises, especially that one about sending the Messiah to give us salvation and eternal life. Jesus came and did that recently at the Easter time so please let's get out there now man and give we might not have much to give but we all have something to give and that's what Jesus expects of his people he expects us to be givers and we pray this in his mighty name Amen. Please have a blessed Saturday my people Much love <laughs>